thank you for joining us tonight, our lovers of love, as you join us down another stream of consciousness towards the river of love, on towards the sea of tranquility, and to the ocean that we call late night love. Yay! Well, I almost still screwed it up. Where's my quarter? Still, a quarter has to go into the jar for that one. Anyway, I'll find it later. (laughs) Thank you guys for joining us on what will be Valentine's Day at the end of the show. Yes, it will. So, happy Valentine's Day for everybody. And for those of you who don't have a Valentine's Day on Valentine's Day, never fret. We love you here, and we are your Valentines. Yes, we are. So, speaking of Valentine's Day... What is your kind of feelings for this Valentine's Day, my love? Well, my feelings for this Valentine's Day, I just think about how grateful I am for all the people who who love me. I don't really celebrate Valentine's Day. Uh, My grandson gave me some chocolate he made at school. That was my Valentine's. I already got a Valentine's so far. You know, it, it's those kinds of things. I'm not, I'm not one for big, grand gestures. It, to me, it's kind of a private day. You yeah. know, in a sense, Valentine's. You can think about it's for young love, right? In a way, it's for the. It's mainly for the young and the the newly in love. Not necessarily necessarily young, young at heart, newly in love. Once life becomes routine and you are very good at expressing your love on a routine and daily basis, the meaning of Valentine's Day becomes more about reflection than it does yes. kind of the... I don't want to say superficial because that's not fair. I don't think it's actually superficial. I think it does serve a purpose. And so I don't want to, but I can't think of a another word a more for appropriate it. Word, word for it. For the, the all the fanfare. Yeah, the fanfare and the the you know, because I don't mind if it, you enjoy it. Come knock yourself out. Why would I get in the way? But at the same time, for those who don't participate or who don't have a special person on that day. You know, it can be a difficult day. It can be. You see it all around you, all the flowers, all the balloons, you know, and, and stuff. And you think everybody else is celebrating but you, but that's not true. Yeah. Lots of people aren't celebrating. Yeah. Or lots of people celebrate it differently. In a sense, it's the sore thumb, but... Yeah, everybody's out there. You see the consumer side of it is what you see. You you see the consumer side of it. You don't see all the stuff that happens on the daily basis. You don't see the fact that, you know, someone's marriage is on the rocks. And so they're doing this this kind of a last-ditch effort, kind of hoping. Or... You know, they're not sure where the relationship's going, and, and so it's actually not going to be a good day. There's all that stuff is mixed in there. Uh-huh. And it, so it's not as pretty as it seems. We get to see the pretty, it's like the wedding cake. You kind of, you see the pretty covering, the pretty icing, and the decorations, and all that stuff. But at the end of the day, it's still Duncan Hines cake. <laughs> <laughs> You know, it's still just a regular cake. It just superficially looks pretty. And so it's it's not meaningless. Because everybody gets meaning from all kinds of different things. But I guess the point is you give it its own meaning. Yes, you give it its own weight. And you don't have to view... Valentine's Day as others do and if you don't have a loved one for Valentine's Day a romantic loved one because that's what well what about treating yourself on Valentine's Day I always did that and I made my kids my Valentine's Day when I didn't have partners 
you know, had the had the cat, you know, the kitty got a special treat, you know. <laughs> well, see, <laughs> I never got the the kids on the Valentine's Day thing. I never got the Valentine's Day as the friend thing from so but, you know, I'm weird like that, so I get that people do it. I just I don't it doesn't click with me. It's one of those things. Why would you make your children Valentine's Day? They get birthdays and all kinds of stuff. The, the Christmas. Because it's Valentine's. It's it's the love day. Why can't you have a day you celebrate love? Why can't it just it's be Christmas that? Christmas for your children. Why can't it just be that? No, it's love day. Yes, it's love day. Cupid, right? That's Cupid yes. day. It's romantic love day. Why can't it be Romantic Love Day? If you're gonna have it, have it Romantic Love Day. Why do you want to? Why you want to squash it? Why you want to make it so narrow? Why can't love be all encompassing? Because love is all encompassing the rest of the time. Why can't we have one day that's dedicated to romantic love? Well, isn't the origins of Valentine's Day a friendship love? No hell if I know. I did Valentine's Day. Is, I, I never, look it up. And you look it up. I don't, I'm not the one who's interested. It was Saint <laughs> Valentine, and he wrote letters to a little girl. It was a friendship love. So there. That's I. It's fine. Val, I didn't never cared enough about Valentine's Day to look up the history, and that's saying something because I look up history of things for fun, and so I just don't care. It's the Cupid's arrow, is my version of Valentine's Day. It's the romantic love thing. Not mine. Because I get love for the children. They get love every day of the year. It's the special day for the for romance. If you're going to do it, do it that way. I generally don't do it at all. I so. disagree. I think it can be between friends. It can be between... Children, it can be, it's just a day of love. Yay, love. Well, well, it can be, but I don't don't know. I think I prefer it just to be a, if you're going to do it, can you have one day? Then can we make another day that's just for romantic love? No. Why not? Because. Why can't we celebrate romantic love on its own? Because that's being exclusionary. Yeah, that's the whole point of having a day for some specific thing. We do it that, for, Yeah, it's your anniversary. Hot dogs get their own day. But what if you don't have an anniversary it's yet? It's your anniversary. We'll figure one out. We get National Hot Dog Day. We can't have... No, you're not going to do this. I disagree with you. <laughs> we're not going to have... We can't have National... The Person Who You Love Day? No. no the Person Who You Love Today Day? No. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's the day of love. How about the day of lust? When do we get the day of lust? I'm not going to answer that. <laughs> sure. Because yes. you, you know it's next up on our topic list. What? All right. Oh. <laughs> hey, I forgot to send you dear lovey letters, so during the break I have to go send that to you. That's right. We can you can do it on the fly. I got a dear lovey letter. Okay. We can do that on the fly. But speaking of a dear lovey letter, for the rest of this evening, after we're ten minutes in already, <laughs> this evening we have a discussion on Valentine's Day, or maybe an argument, I guess is more of the, the way Well, that's how it. we're leaning this evening, yeah. <laughs> yeah, we're going to move on. Before the, <laughs> that's how, how do we stay loving each other? We learn to move on. That's how we <laughs> stay loving each other. We agree to disagree and move on. And we move on. If you would like to help us out, you can go to anchor.fm slash late night love and you can get, leave us a tip and there. Or you can join our Patreon community and join us, help us that way at patreon.com slash late night love. We greatly appreciate it. But also do us the great favor of liking, subscribing, and sharing and doing all the fun stuff. That we do on social media. Okay, now that business is out the way. Oh, wait, we're not quite out the way. If you want to send lovey, dear lovey letters, you can send us at love at latenightlove.us 
or you can hit me up on Twitter at Jazzrack. That is J-A-Z-Z-R-A-C-K. Someone's going to have to start giving me money for commercials. All right. So, even though we do, we were up like over $7 now, I think, something like that. I forget what it is. Why do? <laughs> well, we only like one run commercial on one show a week, so it's not like we do. Yes. It's more just to do it. I think it helps with the search algorithm on, on Spotify and Anchor, to be honest. Okay. This is why we do it. We don't do it for the money. Because it's $7 over the course of, what, a year almost now? Yes. Yeah. So <laughs> really raking it in. We're raking it in. <laughs> We're raking in that advertising dough. <laughs> We're going to throw a party when it gets to 10 bucks. Yeah. Then yeah. we're going to be in deficit because the party's going to cost more. <laughs> 10 bucks, but we don't care. We're going to celebrate anyway. Because <laughs> that's how we roll. Okay, so someone on my on my timeline, a, a transgender lady. Let me put this in there. Uh, the, uh, she calls it a kinky cure to us. To a cruel world. You guys can Google that. It's at the counterpunch.org. And so she was talking about her her Valentine's Day trip. trip and I... Uh, trip. Her view on Valentine's Day and her journey through... Uh, what? Transition? Understanding? Self-understanding, I think, is probably what the... Self-understanding, yeah. I, I think is probably my biggest... It was my biggest takeaway. It's how the journey of self-understanding. It's how you participate, in this case, the BDSM kink community. It's it's the same thing, but different. Well, it's how her roles have changed during in the BDSM community over time with her along with her journey through life. Yeah, it's, it's, it's kind of a... Started out male and hated being male and went for the whole punishment thing. Mm-hmm. Then uh, transgendered into female and wanted to completely own and abuse women for a while there is what I took it and then now has developed into a mommy type and it just wants to care and nurture an individual well I think that's what they thought they were going to want she thought she was going to want when she transitioned she thought she was going to be angry and have all the but it went away and she ended up realizing that what she was actually searching for was being the caring, mothering type figure with a little spanking thrown in, I think is actually how she kind it's of... It's exactly ended. what she said, <laughs> yes. Yeah. So, which in, in a strange way, you can make an argument is still mothering. But, you know, some, some light, well-placed discipline is still mothering. And so... You, it was an interesting read. It's an interesting journey. And it, it's a little, you know, because of the way she goes about discussing the journey, you know, it's a little, uh, what's the word, risky. No, that's not the word I'm looking for. I wasn't looking for risque. Risque? No, this wasn't the word I was looking for. Yeah. Well, what interested me was how her journey her psychological journey through in the end in her case it was healing society's society's woes and and the the male supremacy and the the put down of women and and the whole political issues and how it how it um not understanding herself and, under, and, and, and understanding others and and just working through all that you know, working through her, the past trauma and kind of learning about who you truly truly really want to be yes yes and yes thank you, you and, thank you and 
And that's kind of how you end up. And through that same process is how, from her perspective, you can help change the world. Now we should be clear. One of the reasons she comes across my timeline is because she runs in our political circles. And so that's why I come across. But this isn't really a political uh, article, even though it touches on how do you cruel the, what is it, a kinky cure to a cruel world. It's actually not that kinky, though I suppose, you know, we kind of have our own trips through the world of kinkiness individually. Before we actually, oddly enough, long before, well, it's, Oh, excuse me. Long before I became to you, my journey's older than dirt. I stopped before I was old enough to start, almost. It's just <laughs> <laughs> not quite, but almost. <laughs> and then, so, same, stopped drinking at this stage right around the same time. But uh, it's also right around the same time I started raising a family. And uh-huh. so, you know, yeah, that, that's exactly mm-hmm. what happened to me. As you start focusing on a family. Family. Not completely stopped. You know, there's periods of time where life circumstances. You're well, it becomes for... it becomes part of your fantasies. It becomes part of your fantasy life. Yeah, you know. Yeah. Yeah, but and some people, it's more part of them than it is. Than for it us. is others. That's true. Than it is like for me that whole side. It's I don't want to say take it or leave it, but. There's far things higher on my priority list. And so, you know, it's like not even a question of, okay, is, do I want these things or do I want that? Well, I clearly want these things, and it's kind of incompatible to that. I'm okay. That's not a big deal. It's just, it's a kind of this. And and it's, it's to me, it's interesting. Um, for me, those decisions have come naturally. They've just kind of happened. I have. I didn't really have to think a lot about that. No. No, but and everybody's journey's unique. Some people have a much more difficult journey. I. Yes. Yes. I was. I was. I'm a hippie. I grew up in a hippie household. We quite literally had all three. Joys of Sex books, the original ones, not these watered-down new versions. We actually had the original ones <laughs> in our house. You know, you couldn't get more hippy dippy. And did I am a hippie? You know, it is what it is. I'm the 2020 version of a hippie. And I found my mother's stash of every sex books, everything you wanted to know about sex, but were afraid to ask. <laughs> Yeah, see, so it's not like for us, sex wasn't, it's not like say it wasn't. For you, it was more open. Yeah. Yeah. But the knowledge was still there. It wasn't, a, it wasn't like for a lot of people who simply don't know. We had access to knowledge. We had access, Even yeah. if it was, what, serendipitous or. Yes, know, yes. Or, or <laughs> scandalous or whatever, whatever word my brain is searching for at the moment and will not look, cannot find. Is you're having fun with that tonight? I'm having trouble with that tonight. It's been a long day. I got up early. Ah, I got up at nine, so it's actually pushing a long day. Oh yes. I usually, but I went to bed a little early. So I, anyway, no one cares about my sleeping no, habits. I'm afraid not. <laughs> There's lag there. <laughs> but it's just you and I sitting here talking, so it's hard not it's to fall It slips sometimes. It. We yeah, forget. Yeah. We forget that we're actually doing. Uh, I was going to say a TV show. No, my TV show is on Mondays. But we were saying some people's journey is more difficult. Yes, and we should actually try to get try to get Nikki on. Okay. She's on my friends list, so I can just send her a message, and I'll send her this, and so she can come on and talk to us. Maybe she, hopefully we can get her on, and she can talk to us about. What we're not understanding, because I've got a feeling we're not understanding. We're not understanding something. Probably because we didn't have time to sit down and do a proper discussion beforehand. Well, no, we're unscripted. We're well, it's not even that we're unscripted. That one would require should would have required more thought than we actually had time to do today because of the way things fell. So we should probably. I would like to revisit this actual subject because there's stuff here to unpack that can help. Everybody, not just people in the kink community. It's it's kind of 
it's a salacious explanation of almost everybody's life journey. Yes. It's just done through kind of her journey from transgender in the kink community. And so it gives it a, I don't know, a more interesting read. But it, it's the same journey many, many people go through. Yes. It's just, you know, different levels of intensity. And, you know, some people's journeys are more like others than other people's. But the fundamentals beneath it, the journey of life, and how do you get to be the person that you want to be, ultimately comes loving who you generally are. Luckily, most of us don't have to transition to a different gender to do that. But you still have to transition to the person you are. Many of us spend too much of our lives lying to ourselves. I did. You can't blame myself. I had an anxiety disorder and I thought I was something different. So you don't blame yourself for lying to yourself. But you were still lying to yourself. You are still denying who you really were trying to fit into society and you know it'll kill you what weren't you fitting in well I wasn't fitting into my own skin and if you can't fit into your own skin you're not going to fit into to life around you ah well because I was misinterpreting the world yes I see and because I get it because I'm on fight or flight mode essentially all the time which is okay if you understand it but what I didn't understand is the rest of the world wasn't the same way. Yes. I assumed the rest of the world existed in the oh same state I did. And I just couldn't deal with it. Of course. And so I'm trying to fake my way through existence, trying to make the world not, not realize that I'm less capable of coping with life rather than, hey, I'm just misinterpreting the world. I just need to learn how to kind of manage. So you do that for 35 years. You create a lot of damage. You have to... You do that for your entire life without understanding what's going on. But you can't blame anybody. We didn't understand that stuff in the 70s when I grew up. No. Not like we do today. (laughs) You can't blame anybody. Nobody knew. Yeah. And so you're just happy that you eventually figured it out because you can look on the streets and see lots of people who didn't. Lots of broken people who never were able to figure it out. If I didn't have the family I had, I could very well see myself that broken. And so I'm very thankful. Because that's what happens when you don't fit in. To yourself or to society, you end up broken. You end up broken enough and you don't have a support system to support you, you end up on the fringes. And that's kind of a human tragedy. Let's not end the half hour on human tragedy. Do we have anything short in there? What do we got for a... We actually had a daily dose we did this week that I wanted to talk about. Where the hell... What, ooh, I apologize. Um, I lost my thing. All right. Did you want to do, if you could be any character from a romantic book or movie, who would it be? (laughs) Well, we could always talk about if the Titanic's a romance movie. (laughs) Well, no, wait. We don't want to. We've already bordered on. All the elements of a romance movie. (laughs) No, wait. We're already bordering on arguing today, so let's not go there. So, what's your favorite romance movie, Milo? My favorite, uh, it's the same as yours. It's my go-to romance movie. It's The Princess Bride. Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. my go-to. Because it's, I don't know, there's something, I can't even understand why The Princess Bride is such a, is such a good movie. Well, it's it, it it's just on so many levels. It's 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 a great story. It's great comedy. Yeah, and the way it you allows know, you it, it's great love story. It's a it's a it's about true love. 
Yes, yeah, but what else, what else do you want? Yeah, and the way it allows you to suspend belief pulls you out and puts you back into it. Yes. By the, because of the, of the, the conversation. How it's told because, because it's a story told by a grandfather. Grandfather yeah. to the sick grandson, so you can suspend your belief. And just as you're starting to get to the points of the movie where it gets unbelievable, they pull you back out and reintroduce it to you as, oh, hey, look, it's just a fantasy story for a book, and reminds your brain to stay in the fantasy story. Yes. It's a neat trick that nobody's pulled off since. I'm not even sure that they were trying to pull it off. That's maybe one of the great things about it is they probably weren't even trying to to do that. It's just, or maybe they were doing it without trying to do it. It's hard to know. Rob Reiner's a bit of a blowhard, so I don't like listening to him. But he made a great movie. And so, <laughs> well, he he, you know, he's got the ego, but he's got you know. Yeah, it's a great for, movie for a reason. Yeah, I mean he's. Yeah, he's very talented. Well, I can se- separate the, you know the two things. I, I can appreciate a great movie, and separate the personality of the people who make it. Yes. Just you know, it's like looking at you know Picasso was a vile human being, but it doesn't mean he wasn't a great painter. And there comes a point where you can separate these two things. It's nice that you can do it because he's been dead for hundreds of years. That makes makes it a lot easier, but. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you, you know, you, no one knows him, but he's just a great painter, and you have to be a historical nerd to know what kind of human being you were. And on that, we are going to take our quick break, and we are back. Thank you for joining us tonight on our another excursion. We have moved through the stream of consciousness, and we are now approaching the rapids of the river of love. Nice. Or maybe not. We're only going to find out. So do we want to do our Dear Love Me Letter? Or do we want to do our uh, our discussion? Uh, the the topics of the therapist, what therapists like to hear. I'd say let's do the Dear Love Me Letter. Let's do the Dear Love Me Letter. All right. So give me a second here to bring that up on the screen. Okay, you're ready. Ready. Did you read it? Yes, I did. Dear Lovey, I hope you can help me solve a Valentine's Day dilemma. I'm a woman who has been dating a man for about four months, and so far, so good. While we are exclusive with each other... uh Uh-oh. My pasting job blocked off. That didn't help me. I apologize. Everybody. I didn't know there was a character limit on that. So I'm going to do this. Holy crap. Okay. Okay, dear lovey, I hope you can help me solve a Valentine's Day dilemma. I'm a woman that has been dating a man for about four months. And so far, so good. While we are exclusive with each other, it is still in the beginning stages, and we are just kind of seeing where it goes. I want to get him something for Valentine's Day, but I can't think of a gift that won't make me appear pushy about the relationship. Something that shows I care about him a great deal without making him afraid that he's she's trying to, uh, on a, because it cut off again. Plan a destination wedding for 2022. Okay, there you go. See, and I couldn't remember the end, the actual end phrase. Yes. She just she doesn't want to feel over pushy. Yeah. It is essentially she's trying to think of a Valentine's Day gift that walks the fine line of showing that you care a lot, that you're enjoying the direction that the relationship is taking. Do you want to continue without? Saying, hey, I've got some end destination in mind that, you know, I'm looking to marry and I want a ring next year or something like that. This is really tricky. This is really tricky. Uh, I And I hate that Valentine's Day has turned into this. It's turned into a quagmire for some people. This is why I don't like, I, I, I like making it for children, you know, um, 
But this is actually far... Okay, this is one of these things where you women, as a general rule of thumb, make this far more tricky and difficult than it is. Buy him something he likes and leave it at that. He's a man. He doesn't care that much. The only thing you can do to scare him is to actually make a big deal about it. So just don't make a big deal about it. If if he likes steak, buy him a dang steak dinner. <laughs> you don't have to... If he likes to go bowling, take him out on a night bowling. It just don't make a big deal about it. Don't go buy jewelry. Don't go buy a car. Don't go buy any big. Don't go buy a PlayStation Five. You know, if you know he needs a new controller for his favorite video game, you can buy that. But don't make a big deal about it, and you'll be just fine. That's what I was gonna suggest. Keep it low key, but do a couple of different things. Make him his favorite meal. Buy him that. that that thing that he wants for his hobby. Get him a cool, cute T-shirt. But keep it all low-key. Keep it low-key. Keep it inexpensive. Uh-huh. That's uh, another thing is the cost. Yeah, well, and the reason... It's not necessarily even about the cost. It's because if it's inexpensive, then there's less pressure. Yes. So if you're spending a lot of money, that's where the pressure comes from. It's not the... What you're really going to... The message you're really going to want to send is that you actually have understood some part of him that he's not used to being understood. So if you can actually understand that he has a hobby and there's some tool or there's some small tool or there's something he needs that he's just not going to buy himself because it's not that important but it'd be cool to have and it's small and relatively cheap but or, or something like, you know what I mean, you'll... Yes. Yeah. Do that. It's because it shows you've been paying attention, you've been listening, and, and it's just a small gesture to make his life a little better. Those are the things men appreciate. And so, hey, you remember what my favorite food, what my favorite cut of steak was, if there's someone's into food. That's what they're going to remember. You remembered the, the strange brand of beer I liked. without sending any pressure because you're just showing hey I like you I remembered stuff you like there you go isn't that a, what it's about is there's the thoughtfulness yeah. you know the, the 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 time showing that you put some time into thinking about them well it depends on the stage of your relationship and the type of people you are it's again where it's not everybody has the same view of Valentine's Day. Some people are more some people are more into holidays and more into that expressive stuff. It's kind of like the extrovert versus introvert argument. It's some people need more of one or the other. I and, used to decorate for Valentine's Day. Yeah, but you didn't care if it was all dollar store decorations. It was just the decorations. Yes. Yeah, it, but you didn't have to spend a lot of money on it. It was just the effort it was kind of the prettiness make it pretty a little pretty for a day yes yeah he's a little it was bright and cheery who doesn't like hearts bright and cheery and and near as kind of the last month of winter to get to help get you through i get the whole point of it there's a reason we have these lines of holidays streamed up in the winter yeah cabin fever you get stuck up in the house you you and you do these things to help boost your spirits it starts with thanksgiving and then you get christmas and then you get the long slog through january and then what do you get love day the love day of february where you try to remember hey why do you like this person you're sitting in front of <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah that's right <laughs> <laughs> that's why I like them that's why <laughs> you've been cooped up for six weeks <laughs> you know the Christmas bills are still piling up and you have to remind yourself oh yeah I actually do like this person and you forget why and it's kind of an opportunity to remind you why if you think about it from a cultural and psychological perspective it, it all makes sense and the timing of it happens to work with you know the various aspects where in the olden days where you would get together 
and you know we kind of exchange supplies and food. So I have, you know, one of the things in Christmas is you you kind of rebalance supplies. I have lots of potatoes, but I'm out of eggs. Well, I've got eggs. I need some potatoes, and so you would exchange the gifts. And that's what the big gift giving things were ah. originally for. It was kind of a rebalancing of supplies. You came in, and people who had less of one thing were were exchanged what they had more of, and they were able to get through the next two months of winter. Life used to be a brutal, brutal place, and the things people did to get through have become celebrations. Because we no longer have to use them for basic survival, so we now get to celebrate. But what we kind of forget is that they served an evolutionary purpose. They helped us maintain our sanity, our cultures, our societies, connections with other people. And there's reasons for all this stuff. Well, does it still serve the same purpose today? I mean, in a large amount? I mean, for a social yeah. and psychological aspects? Yes, it serves It serves the same purpose. It's no longer rebalancing food. Yes. But it's the connections have become the more important thing in a world where we move so fast. And, and essentially time and society, and, and we all move so fast now that you need to be reminded to, hey... Step back, think of those who you care about, and stop being so selfish. Because it's easy to accidentally be more selfish than you mean to be. And if you actually think about all these holidays, it's there's a, a running theme. Just don't be selfish. Think of other people. Go from Halloween to Thanksgiving to Christmas, to Valentine's Day, to Easter. Each one is about other people. The summer holidays are about yourself and part and having a good time and enjoying yourself. The winter holidays are about other people. It's a strange thing. Interesting. I never noticed that before. Now, why? I'm not saying someone planned it that way. It, it's naturally evolved that way. It, it's a strange thing. But it is... It is a... Uh, Are you ready for, the, for my article? Yeah, so what we got? Three, therapi- three phrases a therapist loves to hear and three should avoid. All right. Well, I can give you three phrases our, our, our um, listeners are not going to want to hear. If you can help support us, please visit us at anchor.fm slash late night love and leave us a tip. Or you can go to patreon.com slash late night love and join our Patreon community for as little as $3 a month for discussions. And please do us the big, humongous favor of liking, subscribing, following whatever it's called on your particular social media platform. And we can be found on many, many, many platforms, social media, and podcast. If you cannot find us on your favorite one, let us know, and we will look into it. All right. (laughs) Now that that ugly business is done. (laughs) I hate the business part of the business. All right, now that the business part is done. Okay, three phrases a therapist loves to hear and three you should avoid. Okay. Okay, say I need to take care of myself right now. And they like to hear, you know, that because so often people don't put, make themselves a priority. Yeah. And... When they get into when you, especially when you get into crisis, you need to focus on yourself for a while. Well, usually one of the reasons you're in therapy is because you haven't been taking care of yourself. You've been putting other people's first wants, needs, and desires first, and you've been walked over. Maybe even 
abused is a strong word because it becomes with physical connotations. But what I mean it is by is taking advantage of, uh, maybe even unintentionally. You know, you just agree to things that people would be perfectly fine for you not to agree to, but you agree to it because in your mind you think they will reject you, and so they're taking advantage, unknowingly taking advantage of, of you. Ah. And so it's. And so that's why I mean I don't want to use the term abuse because it's not necessarily conscious. You're just an overly agreeable person, and so people think you're perfectly happy helping when what you're really doing is just trying to not be rejected. And you wouldn't be rejected if you say no. They care and love you and care about you. They're just asking for you to do something because you say yes. You're perfectly capable. You know they wouldn't turn you away. Like I could, I tell you yes a lot of the times, but if I tell you no. My mind tells me that you're going to reject me. I know it's not true. But oh, my, honey. Well, that's the anxiety disorder. It's got nothing to do with you. It's not. It's, you are not part of that equation. My, it's all in here. I was going to say, what have I done that would lead you to believe that I would reject you? That's the anxiety. That's the anxiety disorder. That's my version of doom brain. Oh, oh, uh, uh, yes. Yeah. Yeah, mine, if, if I have something to tell you, I'm, you know, that's it. He's going to say, I don't want to do this anymore. I'm done. This is too much hassle. Yeah, that's the rejection. Yeah. Yeah, that's the fear of rejection. And it's, a, yeah, my anxiety, I do that for everything. I somehow figure I'm going to go down and get rejected because I ordered you know, a cheeseburger and chili fries. It, it's, you know, now, of course, I'm, I've figured it out now, so it doesn't bother me as much anymore unless I'm in having a day where other things, unless I'm having a stress day. But, you know, if you didn't understand the world that way, you know, you, for the first 35 years of my life, I didn't understand that. It's a difficult thing. And so you go to the therapist because you haven't been taking care of yourself in a sense so that's why a therapist likes to hear that because it means you've actually taken the first step yeah it's an important first step yeah I actually didn't get a chance to read that article so I'm going this by uh, I'm off the cuff on this one okay okay the next one is say I am struggling often it can be hard to admit pain or vulnerability However, this is one of the first steps in asking for help. Yeah, no, I, I, I agree. That's it's difficult. This, I find it hard today. And I'm pretty self-aware and used to going to therapy and, <laughs> and all that. And I still struggle with it. Have a hard time saying I'm struggling. Yeah, mm-hmm. I don't like telling you I'm having a bad day. Yeah. I don't. I um, I don't like feeling, but feeling shaky. I don't like feeling but part all, of the, it. all those feelings that go with it. But when I tell you, just you knowing and you being there for me, it makes it okay. And it's like, okay, I can move on. This is just a day. This will pass, you know. Yeah, and it, for me, it's again, it's that... Initial is the fear of rejection again. If I'm telling someone I'm struggling, they're going to think I, I'm not worthy of spe- them spending time with me. They're going to leave and I'm going to be alone by myself. Yeah, that one doesn't last long anymore, thankfully. Yay. <laughs> Yay, you know. It's I've learned to ignore that one mostly. You know, that's kind of the nice thing about eventually becoming understanding your nature is you learn to ignore that part. But you get the rest of that. Yes. You know, I still get the rest of it. But everybody does, I think. Lots of people do. You have to deal with the the difficulties of that. Okay, then number number three. Mm -hmm. Don't say... Oh, number three is, say, I'm feeling this way right now, but I know the feeling won't last forever. It's a, it's it's a helpful way to practice accepting your own emotions and to understand recognize the transient nature of our feelings. 
you know, that this will pass, this too shall pass, you know. And what gets me, it'll come around again and we'll get to experience it again, you know, but hopefully not for a while. Yeah, well, it's accepting your nature in a sense. It's accepting that this is something you're going to have to deal with and and you can't ignore the dragon hoping it's not going to show back up. You have to understand that this is something I have to learn and become stronger against, get skills for, learn which weapons work, which ones don't, what my defenses are, strengthen my essentially strengthen my defenses. And then how can I learn to attack it so it so next so the next times down the road I can actually control it rather than it control me. Well, that's a long journey. It I've been what in therapy for fifteen years now and I'm still on that journey. So it's not <laughs> you know, it, I've been in and out of counseling since I was fifteen. It's, yes. it's a, it's a, it's a, you know, growth is a lifelong thing. Yeah. And every once in a while I need, you know, usually I'm okay on my own, but every once in a while I need a sounding board, you know, somebody who's impartial, who can, who's trained and can guide me along my inner path. Because I'm the only one who has the answers. Yeah. And I need someone who's trained to help me kind of work through the unruly mind that I have. And you've been there. It's not an easy thing. It goes fast. It goes really <laughs> fast. I can't keep up. It goes fast in there. And it makes, and it has, it's not leaps of logic because there, there actually are connections, but you have to follow the trail and it's not easy to. Well, it's a winding trail (laughs) at 3 o'clock in the morning when you're laying there and you can't sleep and you're talking. It's a long, windy road. Yeah, well, I haven't had to sit there and contemplate the meaning of time in a while to to quiet the head. So I guess I think I'm doing something right. That's how I used to quiet my mind is I'd contemplate the meaning of time. Try it sometimes. You find out that if you think about it long enough, time doesn't actually exist. I get so close to understanding it, I feel my head start (laughs) to wrap around it, and then it slips out of my (laughs) grasp. I can't grasp it. Yeah, well, because it's hard because, anyway, I will go on. We need to put time and my understanding of time next week. We'll have that as a long time discussion. We'll have okay, to put that on all right, week. all right. So three things that they, you shouldn't say. Okay. Don't say, I shouldn't feel this way. When we judge our, um, um, when we judge our emotions and tell ourselves we shouldn't feel this way, we're doing ourselves a disservice in two ways. It serves to invalidate our feelings, and it may also prolong our pain. But I'm going to have a slight disagreement with it. If that's how they are actually feeling, they do need to express it so they can get past it. Okay. Because you can't, if someone's feeling that way, you don't want to say, don't say that. You want to say, okay, tell me why you're feeling that way. And let's walk through how we can change that mindset so you're not setting yourself up for longer term failure. Because... Saying don't say something that you are actually feeling is the wrong thing. If they are actually failing, I shouldn't feel this way. You say, okay, I understand that that's how you're feeling. But you do feel that way, and it's perfectly natural for you to feel that way. So let's find out why you think you feeling that way is wrong. And let's actually deal with that issue rather than essentially avoiding it. And I don't think they're actually meaning to avoid it. They're actually pointing out the long-term issue of telling yourself that you shouldn't this feel that repeatedly. way. This repeatedly. But you have to deal with that emotion. You can't deal with that emotion if you aren't willing to express it. And so you are going to express it in the course of therapy. You simply are. And it's don't, don't let that become a repeatable thing in, in your thought process is the real danger. Okay. 
And they said, don't call yourself crazy. No, I have felt crazy. And I, I don't I think there's anything wrong with saying I felt crazy right now. You know? Uh, uh, well, you know, this is one of those... It depends how you're using it. Sometimes you can be using it to kind of relieve some pressure, kind of makes you know make some light of it, and you say, you know, I'm really struggling, I'm freaking crazy. I do it. I say, hey, my therapist says I'm I'm sane, <laughs> which is essentially just another way of saying I'm great. I'm feeling a bit crazy. crazy. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. <laughs> I catch that, by the way. <laughs> yeah, it's just another way of saying I'm feeling a bit crazy. And so there's nothing wrong with it. It's in a sense, it's understanding where your mental state is at the moment. You know, hey, you know, I need to watch my P's and Q's because I'm kind of running down a path that I know is dangerous if I don't. Yeah. And so if it's a part of your kind of awareness package, your toolkit, so to speak, then it's fine. But I actually understand is you don't want to get into the habit of thinking you are actually literally insane. Uh-huh. Because you're not. Right. Even if you have a period where you're in the hospital, you're you're just having a period where you're having issues. You're not, you know, unless you're criminally insane and literally insane, you're not insane, you're just dealing with uh, short-term medical issues. It's no different than if you're dealing with uh, in the hospital or something for cancer, for cancer treatment. You, know, you can't function as a human being, so you're in the hospital for cancer treatment. You can't function as a human being, so you're in, in the hospital for emotional treatment. It's the same thing. It doesn't make you insane. It doesn't make you crazy. I always looked at it as a timeout. <laughs> well, I needed a timeout. I needed to regroup. Well, I looked at it as it's, you know, like anybody else. Sometimes you have to go into the hospital to get proper medical treatment. Yes. That's the that's the place place to get it. I'm not, you know, there's something as competent in many skills I have. That is not one I'm competent at. You know, I can't do that. <laughs> it's like, I can't do brain surgery either. It's, <laughs> it's above my pay grade. <laughs> no one wants me doing that. You know, it's, <laughs> if I'm ever your brain surgeon, run. I can't hold my hands straight. So I'm still, you know, it's... <laughs> Run, trust me. But you get the point is is that it's just a medical thing. Yeah. Now, if it's a long-term issue, that's one thing, but you're not listening to us. Yes. So people who are listening to us, you're just having a short-term medical issue. At yeah. worst. Yes, at worst. And just like any other medical issue, if you treat it and manage it, you can live a perfectly normal life. And I think that's kind of the message we want to send here is manage and treat it so you can have an, the life you want. Recover. I don't like using the word recover because when it comes to emotional stuff, it never actually goes away. It's always part of you. I don't necessarily know you ever recover. But... Well, I recovered my ability to function. I was treated. Yes. And I... Okay. You know, I was asked to politely to, you know, take a time out. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> because I wasn't functioning. <laughs> and... Uh, so, and I did, I feel I recovered to the point, what I mean by that is I recovered to the point where I could return to the home and function as a member of the family again. But well, you could you could continue your 
ongoing treatment and management of your issues. On yes, they continue to this day. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, because it can't go away. It's like any, it, in a sense, your issues is like a long-term medical issue. It has to be managed. It has to be actively managed. Yes. Just like if you've got diabetes, you have to actively manage it. And kind of is what it is. All right, we got a lot of time for this last one. Okay, this last one. Don't call yourself any diagnosis you haven't received. Oh my God, I'm so OCD. I've been acting so bipolar lately. Well, I think, I don't know, that just kind of, that's, these terms have become part of our language, everyday language, and they serve to identify a group of symptoms, you know, doesn't, I, but if you're talking to a healthcare professional, I mean. I think it depends how you use it. If you're just going, God, I'm bipolar today because you're having one of those days where you're emotionally bouncing off the walls, which happens to everybody. Right? You have days where you're just emotional for whatever reason. It happens to me. There's days where I can't watch a, an emotional commercial or emotional TV show or even a dang emotional music video because I'll start tearing up and crying. I'm going, what the heck is up with that? It just is. And then the next day, I'm perfectly fine. It, <laughs> am I being bipolar that day? Well, yeah. Am I actually bipolar? No, I was just... But it's an easy way to describe it. It's an easy way to describe it it's as an, well. It's yeah. an easy way. Yeah. Now, if you are having troubles with your emotions, if you are having trouble managing your, your thought processes, then yes, you want to be more careful with the, the how you use these terms. And you don't use them so loosely. But if you're just a normal person kind of walking around, you're just kind of tossing these terms around carelessly almost well they don't mean any more than that and let's not try to make them mean any more than that but if you are someone who's struggling with emotional and mental issues be aware and manage your your word choices because your word choices mirror your thought choices a lot of people think your your word choices can lead to your thought choices and I think it's the other way around because you change that habit by actively thinking. So it's clearly a thought. The words you're choosing, your thought is just a subconscious thought. And so you actively change that thought pattern. And so what it's doing is reflecting a thought pattern. So if you're using these things, what it's doing is there's maybe there's something you're worried about. Maybe you're worried, maybe you keep using... I'm so OCD or I'm acting bipolar today and if you find yourself using those terms quite often maybe your subconscious is telling you hey maybe there's something we need to look for maybe it's time to talk someone talk to someone because maybe there is an issue and you just haven't been diagnosed yet and maybe your subconscious is sending you signals because there's a TV show we watch, Sports Night. It's an old TV show. And there's an episode that when one of the characters is starting to deal with some emotional trauma and this, the human mind cannot be denied. Now, oddly enough, that statement in that particular episode covered about four different storylines. It was kind of a cool moment. But the human mind cannot be denied. When your mind decides it's time to deal with your emotional issues, your mind's going to deal with the emotional issues one way or another. And you either can go along for the ride or you can captain the ship. And I suggest you at least try to captain the ship. It's not easy. you got to weather the storms. You get waves coming over, crashing into you, trying to knock you off. But you can do it. You don't believe in you, we do. Yes, we do. And with that, we're going to end our show. If you want, if you want to contact Lubby, you can send her a dear Lubby letter at love at latenightlove.us. You can hit me up on Twitter at jazzrack, and you can always find us at latenightlove.us and 
at Late Night Love on all your social media platforms. Thank you very much. Good night and love everybody. Good night.